for the win. And we've been looking at this idea that parenting is a sacred role, and that sacred role is a sacred role, and really there's no sacred space because there's no days off in this. And this series, we've, I believe, will benefit you regardless if you have kids. So for those of you that don't have kids, I believe this is going to be a great benefit for you. Even today's teaching, as we look at this, um, is going to be a benefit to you. And this series, I hope, and we are hoping, is helping all of us see ourselves in light of how God sees us. And not only that, and it's showing us how we can lead and influence those who are closest to us. The Apostle Paul, we've looked at as a springboard what his instruction is to the church in Ephesus, and he gives these, these really, these, these two verses have become like the springboard for this, and we talked about this last week, and I kind of created this little just marching orders that we follow and walk, follow and walk, follow and walk in the way of love, because this is what Paul tells us how we need to, how do we need to be with those, how we need to operate with those relationships that are closest to us. And just a little teaser, I've got a new one for you at the end of today's teaching, that it's something that our family does every night. We've done it for years, and I want to I share that with you at the end of this. So let's look at what Paul says in this advice on how we can follow and walk in the way of love. He says, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly love children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We are to follow God's example. Every one of us, regardless if you have kids, regardless of what the dynamic is, regardless if you're married, single, wherever you are in your, your influence with other people, the, those closest to you, you are to follow God's example in relationship to those closest to you. And what does that example look like? We follow and walk in the way of love. And what does that walk look like? Just as Christ loved you, just as Christ gave himself up for us. And Paul says this is a pleasing this was a sacrifice to God. And isn't that what sacrifice is? I mean sacrifice is when I give up something for someone. It's not a sacrifice if I give up something really just for me cuz I benefit from it. That's discipline. <laughs> sacrifice is when you give up something for someone else. And this is the example we are to follow, which has shaped this teaching big idea, that we are to love and lead in our homes the way our Heavenly Father loves and leads us. This is the series big idea. This is what we're wrapping all these teachings around toward this end, that you can be equipped to love and lead in your homes the way your Heavenly Father has loved and led you. Now, I realize that every one of us in our homes, we have many goals. And for those of us that are parents, grandparents, or we have kids in our life, single parents, whatever that looks like in your world, co-parents, step-parents, you have goals for the kids that are in your world. You have, you have goals that you want them. And those goals are leading towards something. And today, that something that all your goals are pointing toward is what I want to talk about today. That's what I want us to focus on. What is it that all your goals that you have set for your kids, all those things you want them to do, all those things you want to give them, all those things you want to achieve, want them to achieve, and you want to achieve for them, what are those goals pointing to? And I want to talk about the target that we are aiming all those goals and we're launching our kids toward today. And I want to encourage you today, and today I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you hard. I'm going to tell you that right now. 
And I'm gonna, but in this light of encouragement and challenge, I want to start off with a verse that I love. It's one that is dear to us as a, a family. In fact, we talked about this as a church family. We did a series in 2017 called Arrows. And in this, we talked about this passage of scripture in Psalm 127. It says this, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds a house, the builders labor in vain. Now, you can read, and here's, here, here's the encouragement for you. You can read all, and this is, this is a fun encouragement. You can read all the parenting books. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can do all of those efforts that we have available to inform our lives. But unless Jesus is the main architect, unless he is the main contractor, unless he's the lead architect or the main contractor in building your home, all of those books, all of that knowledge, all of those podcasts, all of those efforts, all those sacrifices you're making for your family are in vain. You know what that means? They're meaningless. They're pointless. They have no value at the end of life. Great encouragement, right? It's really a challenge, isn't it? I mean, maybe it hits a little home to you like it hits home to me. And here's the, the challenge is we can't really build our home. We can't build our home alone. But here's the encouragement. Jesus can. He is the main architect. He is the main contractor that's designed every one of your children, designed you. And here is my encouragement to you. You can't. We know that. But Jesus can so what do we need to do? We need to join Jesus. Reality is, is I can't raise my kids by myself. The reality is I don't have the knowledge, the wisdom, or the capacity. I am limited, and I cannot lead and love my kids in that way, and, and that is limited. I cannot do this alone, but Jesus can, because he, unless he builds a house, my, my loving and leading is in vain. And so what do I need to do? I'm going to join Jesus. I can't give my kids the best, that, and I can do all my, I can. I can give them the best. I can sacrifice all I can for them. But at the end of the game, unless Jesus is involved, unless he's the main architect, unless he's the main contractor, all of my efforts are pointless. And so I got to recognize I can't do this. I need to, but I need to recognize he can, and so we need to join him. And the reality is, is we can't love our kids. Think about this. Your love is limited, but Jesus' love is already proven it's unlimited. And in those moments when you're at the end of that, and you, I get those moments as parents, you go, I cannot, you, you, I just can't take it anymore. My love is tapped. It's in those moments that we can recognize I can't love my kids the same way Jesus can. But I can recognize Jesus has unlimited love, so I'm going to love them in the same way he has unconditionally, everlastingly loved me. And so I recognize the end of my love and I recognize the start of his. And what do I do? I join him. The way I join him is by trusting in him. And the reality is, is I, you can't lead your kids. I can't lead my kids. I cannot raise my kids with my own efforts. But Jesus knows them. He made them. He sees the masterpiece in them when all I see is the nuisance in them. And it's in those moments that I need to recognize I can't, but Jesus can. And so what do we do? We need to join Jesus. I want to encourage you today. This is, this is something I want to encourage you th to do. That 
when you can't, Jesus can through you. And when you've messed this up, he, and, and we've all have messed this up as parents. I think we all can say amen to that. We've all messed this up. But in all of this, whenever we've realized that we've, we, maybe that you're here today and you go, oh man, I've lost so much time with my kids. I've messed this up. I want you to know he can redeem the time. Because what you can't do, he can do. The question is, is will you make the decision today to join him in this? He can shape and lead those we love. He can handle the difficult situations and he can navigate the dead ends in life. So we must join him. We must join him and parent with him. And to join him, we must see our kids the way God sees them. And I love what Psalm 126 and 127 verse 4 says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one youth. And that's what your kids are. They're arrows. They're powerful weapons. They're powerful people. They're powerful kids. And you're like, yeah, they do that to destroy everything I've done. <laughs> I call kids the powerful undo button. Um, sorry. <laughs> I was venting right there. <laughs> but the powerful. And here's the thing, they're all unique, aren't they? I mean, every one of our kids, every one of those in your home, and for those of you that don't have kids, everybody in your home is unique. And we're all unique. And while all of us are unique, we all need to aim to the same target. Because that's the thing with an arrow. It's only useful when it's shot. It's only useful when you release it toward the target. And that's what I want to look at today. What is the target? And I want to ask you the question, do you know what the target is to which you're launching your kids to? Do you know what the target is for your own life? Do you know what the target is for those around you that are closest to you? Or are you just setting goals for your kids that just, you're just setting goals for them to, 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 to have all of these things and there's no target, there's no end state, there's no target in mind. And if you do have a target in mind, let me ask you this, if there is an end state, if there is a target in mind, is it the same target that God has for your kids? Because if you don't know his target, you will not hit the target guaranteed. If you don't know what the target is, you're not gonna hit the target. And without knowing the target, parenting becomes difficult and parenting becomes tedious. I love what Gary Thomas wrote in his book, Sacred Parenting. If you want a good resource on helping you become a better parent, you need to get sacred parenting. In this, he writes this, when we don't understand the purpose of parenting, when you don't understand the target, when you don't understand the purpose of parenting, the process becomes tedious. When we realize that having children isn't about us, but it is rather about God, then the trials and sacrifices of parenting are more easily born. We see the purpose behind the difficulty, and we remind, we remind ourselves, this isn't about me, it's about him. The ultimate issue is no longer how proud my children make me, but how faithful I've been to discharge the duties God has given me. So what is the target? What's the target that makes parenting less tedious and less difficult? What's the target that makes it so clear that we can see, bring clarity into our parenting efforts? Well, God shows us the target when we turn to Scripture and ask, how does God love and lead us? And so, over 2,000 years ago, God the Father took aim with Jesus as his arrow, and he shot Jesus into this world. See, God the Father sent Jesus into this world to show you and I the target. We join Jesus by first knowing what this target 
is. So we will know what target we are to aim all of our parenting efforts toward. This is the target. This is the target that Jesus was put in the arrow and he was pulled out of God's quiver and God released him into this world to hit this target. And this is what the gospel of Jesus tells us. And in John 3, 16, this is what the gospel of Jesus shows us and shows you and I the clear target. Is God, is for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He put Jesus in <laughs> and shot him in to this world. He, gave, he sent Jesus into this one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have, and I want you to circle those two words, eternal life. See, this is the target. Eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God the Father sent Jesus, his son, to save the world through him. Why did Jesus need to save the world? Because you and your children, because me and my children are like all humanity. We are broken. And we are under this brokenness that we call sin. Therefore, in order to be saved from the destruction that our selfish sin brings, Jesus was sent into this world. And Jesus did that. Jesus saves us. When we put our trust and we believe in Jesus, Jesus saves us from what our selfish sin destroys in us. Our relationship with God. A relationship that is with the author of life because God is life. And what sin destroys in the brokenness that we are all born into, what sin destroys, God, through Jesus, gives you and I opportunity to hit the target, to be in a relationship with him. God created you and I. He created all people, every person who's ever breathed. God had the goal and the target in mind that they would be his children. But our sin has orphaned us from our heavenly father. And we are all then born into this broken world. We are born into brokenness. We are born broken. You are born broken. And in this, we have to realize this, that we are all born broken. Your kids are born broken. You were born broken. And therefore, because we're born broken, we are cut off from the living, life-giving relationship with our heavenly father that every one of us need the most. So God sent Jesus to pay the adoption fee the penalty for us to be included and be back restored into God's family and restored from our brokenness. And when parenting, this is just so important to know, that when parenting, we need to remember that we are broken parents. When leading our kids, we need to realize that we are first, we are all broken. And you know who else is broken? Our kids are broken. We need to see life through this paradigm, that this, this is the paradigm through which we see all their silly antics, all their frustrating antics, all of our times we get frustrated with the kids and their antics. We are all broken. And in this, parents, we get to help our kids even see their brokenness. This is our role. Because this is what God did for us. This is how he leads us to understand our brokenness. And parents, we get to love our kids regardless of their brokenness and how they respond toward us. We get to unconditionally and everlastingly love them. We get to also lead the way. You know how parents we get to lead our way? Is we lead the way in this brokenness by confessing our brokenness. When we're wrong, we get to confess that even before our kids. We get to confess this to them. And in this... We get to show them that we have a deep dependence on God's love 
for us. See, knowing the gospel, knowing the gospel helps us see the target, helps us identify the target, and it helps us see that target so we can then hit that target with our kids. We can release them toward that same target, the target that Jesus shows us in his teachings. And here's what that target I believe is that he shows us, and I want to show you how he shows us this. See, God sent Jesus to be with us to make a way for us to forever be with him. There's the target. You see that target? With. This is the target that God has set for all of us. This is our aim. That's what Jesus would teach. That together is the target. That together is the target that we take aim. This is what Jesus would teach. John the Apostle would, would share this with us. He would say, very truly, and in this very truly, many times Jesus says, truly, truly, or very truly, we need to lean in and listen up. He says, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will, even show, he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, just as the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that they may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Who does not honor the Son, does not honor the Father who sent them. Very truly, I tell you, lean in on this. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me. Whoever hears my word, my truth, and believes or trusts him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Life. I mean, isn't this what you want for your kids? Think about this. All those goals that you have for your children. It's your version of life, isn't it? This is what you think is, man, this is the fulfilled life that you want for them. This is why you want them to have all the comforts and reduce all the risks because you want them to experience life. This is why you want them to achieve and succeed and have that degree is because you want them to be set up for life. But the problem is when our target is this worldly life, instead of the eternal life. The problem is, is when the end target, and we only see in this temporary, but we don't see beyond the temporary of this world, and we don't get our mind in view of what the paradigm really is of this eternal life. See, the target is life with God. This is the target that Jesus shows us. That life comes only, and Jesus would say, by trusting by trusting, and, and the way we trust is we honor him, we follow him, we listen to his teachings, and we live. See, this is how you and I and your kids will experience the life that we all really want for our kids. This is how God loves and leads you, and this is how we need to love and lead in our homes. And if the target is eternal life, what does this eternal life look like? Well, I love what John 14, 1 through 4 says. Do not let your hearts be troubled. 
You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to, circle these three words in your Bible or in Scripture or however you know it's right there. Be with me. Be with me. See, with, this is the target. Together is the target. And if, and he goes, and, and that you also may be where I am. And he says, you know the way. I've already taught you the way to the place, to where I am going. See, eternal life is with Jesus. With Jesus is the goal that God has set. It's the target, the end state that God has for all of us. And it's an end state for our children as well. And so how do we lead our kids to know this way? Well, John 5, 24 tells us that we lead them to trust in Jesus and follow him. We need to teach them and lead them to trust in him and follow him. This is how we lead our kids toward the way that Jesus sets. See, Jesus teaches us that the target is to know him and trust in him so that we can be with him forever. Because you, with your kids, with Jesus forever is the target. Together is the target. And this is God's target for all of humanity, to know Jesus and trust in him so we can be healed of our brokenness, restored, and be with the giver of life forever. And why, let me just ask you this, why would you set your aim at any other target? Why would we set our aim at any other target in this life? Why would we aim at all those comforts? Why would we take those that are closest to us and aim them to, to where they live in this world comfortably? Why would we make that the target? Why would we live, or, or is it, would it be better for us to put the target beyond eternity and say, this is the target, that we will experience the everlasting life that God wants for our children, that this is the target we want to raise them toward, the target that God has is that we all experience this. Not just me, but my kids experience this. That those that are closest to me experience this eternal life. An eternal life that Jesus gives John a picture of in the book of Revelation. The last two chapters of the book, what he does in this is the last two chapters of our scripture. They is, we see this grand reversal to what God, uh, that God does at the end of time that happened when our sin started, the, the, the curse of sin on all of us. And God does this grand reversal at the end. And this is what John writes. He goes, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven from God prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with with, with, together is the target. Being with him is the target. With them, they will be his people. And God himself, himself, the author of life, creator of all things, the power of all things to give life and hold things all together will be with them. And he will be their God. See, God wants to be with us. And like every good parent, like every good parent who doesn't like to see their children in pain, 
Just like you don't like to see your children in pain. That's why you want to help these, you set these goals for them. You don't want them to experience that pain. You don't want them to suffer the way you suffer. You want to set them up for you and you want to give them something better than you had. That's what I know. But I want to remind you, you can't do that. You ultimately can't do that. But Jesus can. He has already. He's asking you to join him because here is the thing that he wants. He wants to do what every one of us want to do. See, our Heavenly Father will do what we all want to do for all of us, but we are ultimately unable to do. See, we can't take away the pain. We can't take away the brokenness of this life. Death will wreck us. The situations your kids are going to face, you can't control that. But Jesus, when you join him, he can redeem all of that because there's a better target in mind. Look what John writes. He will wipe away every tear. You don't like to see your kids in pain? Neither does your heavenly father. And one day, You can't wipe away their tears here, but one day he will wipe away every one of your tears and their tears. You can't stop brokenness from happening to their life, but one day he's going to wipe it all away. There will be no more death. Are your kids fear death? We fear death, and we lead our lives to avoid this, but I want you to realize the target is not to avoid death. The target is to be with him forever and to have life. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. The old order under that curse of brokenness is gone. See, you can't do that. Jesus can, and he did. The question is, Are you going to still aim for the target that you've set? Are you going to join him? And join and set your target with him to be with God. This is our target. Let me ask you, is this the target you have set for your kids? Or do you need to realign your aim in your life? That's how you parent your kids. Are you parenting toward a different target? Or do you need to now parent toward this target? For those that, that you don't have kids, have those relationships that are closest to you, what do you want most for them? You want them to experience life. Well, is that life an eternal life? Or are you parenting toward, or are you leading them and influencing them toward a totally different target? Are you talking to your kids and trying to get them this degree so they can, they can be set up? Or you want them to be successful and have a career so they can, they can have all those comforts of life? Or are you wanting them to be popular so they don't have to deal with the same things that you dealt with? No, but see... All those things are good and not, not, not bad, but is that the end goal? No, we want to parent them toward a different target. We want to lead them toward this. The target is to be together with Jesus forever. And if God parents us, let me just ask you this. If God parents us in a way that he wants us to be with him, shouldn't we aim for that same target? Let me put it this way. Do you parent so that your kids want to be with you. See, a lot of times we parent in a way that we don't want our kids to be with us. See, when our kids are young, our kids want to be with us until we condition our kids to not want to be with us. We behave in a way that we don't want them to be 
with us and we condition them through our behaviors. They want to be with us and because they're keeping us from scrolling on Facebook or watching that show or finishing that task, we give them a device to distract them from what they want in that moment. And over time, they're going to want that device or they're going to want that distraction more than they want to be with you. We condition our kids to not want to be with us. Now, if we give our pictures, our kids a picture of who God is, and if we give this message to our kids and send this message that we really don't want to be with you, we would rather you be with a device or we'd rather you be with this other distraction. And if they get a picture of God through our behavior, what kind of picture do they get of God? That he doesn't want to be with them. Now, I know that this may sit heavy on some of our hearts today because there's time that you can't get back. I just want to remind you, you can't get that back. But Jesus can redeem every moment of your time when you begin to join him with every moment you have here forward. So I want to give you a teaching big idea that I want you to know that you can make every moment count from here forward. And you can keep eternity in mind with your time. That you can keep eternity in mind with your time. So here's a teaching big idea I want to leave you with. That I will love and lead so that my family wants to be together forever with Jesus. That I will love and lead in my home. And with those of you that have kids, that you'll love and lead those in your circle of influence. And you're going to love and lead so that they want to be together. So that you all want to be together forever with Jesus. See, the important thing is with Jesus. Being together forever is great, but unless it's with Jesus, it's only on this world, in this earthly life. But together, forever with Jesus. And when you love and lead in your family the way Jesus loves and leads you, guess what? When you love and lead your family the way God, through Jesus, sacrificially gave up everything for you, and you love and lead your spouse, you love and lead in your home that same way, who doesn't want to be around that life-giving love? They may resist it at first, but like the prodigal son, they will return because they know of the love that the Father has for them. Together, forever, with Jesus is the target. Together, forever, with Jesus. How does that shape our parenting? And, and, and my, my wife and I have, we've been through this process and we've, we've, we've asked, you know, we've got values that we have as a family. There are things that we want our kids to, to know in their character, but there is a target in mind. And last year, we kind of made this our family mission. It's our family motto. It's like our statement, our mission statement as a family. I know I'm weird we have one like this, okay? But this is what it is. We are a family who follows Jesus and wants to be together. We are a family who follows Jesus and we love being together. We put everything through this filter. How are we going to follow Jesus? Because when we follow Jesus, when we follow Jesus, it's going to lead us to do the things that Jesus teaches us to do. And that's going to make us love to be together. And how do we, this shapes how we discipline because together is the target. This shapes how we as parents lead in our brokenness because we want our kids to see their brokenness and we want to lead in a way that they see that we are broken too just as like they, we want them to see that they're broken too. And in that, the, 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 together is what we all need.
that we will love and lead. And we are follow Jesus, and we're a family who loves to be together forever with Jesus in eternity. This becomes a filter for even how we talk about death. Because when we die, for those of us who trust in Jesus, to be absent in the body is to be immediately present with the Lord. And it's not just with the Lord. It's together with all people who put their trust in Jesus. This is the family of God. This is why Jesus would teach this code ethic for all the family of God, that we are to love and lead by loving one another the way Christ has loved us. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. This is the code that we follow. See, following Jesus means that we love one another the way Jesus loves us. This is what will establish a home that where you want to be together. You take these one another's that the, the, the New Testament is full of the epistles that the New Testament disciples write are full of these one another's. You need to, this is why you need to read your New Testament. You need to read your scripture. You need to see how God loves and leads. He's led in the Old Testament, but specifically through the New Testament, how Jesus loves and leads us. And this is how the disciples teach us to love. And he teaches us as the family ethic. This is what we're going to do because we're going to be together forever with Jesus when we put our trust in him. This is the code of conduct that begins now. And, and I told you I had another thing for you. This is why every night, as a family, we do this little rap that I made up because I want together to be the target. And he goes, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. It's Ephesians 4.29. Because together is the target. Together, forever, is our target. It's why we bear one another's burdens, why we are compassionate to one another, we're kind. It's why we encourage one another. It's why we challenge and admonish and correct and discipline because together is the target. And see, when we all follow Jesus, here's what I know. We will want to be together even when we don't have to be together. One day your kids are gonna be out of your house if they're in your home now. Don't you want it to be that they want to be with you when they don't have to be with you? And isn't this a choice that our Heavenly Father gives every one of us? He wants you to choose to want to be with Him. And He tells you, you don't have to be with Him. But He loves you and He leads you with the sacrificial, unconditional, unfailing kindness and his unconditional love and draws you in. Because together with him is his target for you. This is God's target for all of us. So, what will we do? What will you do? I hope that you can say we will love one another. We love one another in our home because to being together is the target we've set. Being together is the target that's in our home. Together forever with Jesus. We're gonna sing a song that I just want you to take this moment and reflect. Maybe this is a time you need to repent. Maybe this is an opportunity that you, you just need to grab your spouse's hand and a commitment to each other to say, we are together gonna to be aiming toward a different target.
This is a vow that we're going to uphold this ethic that we're going to love and lead in our home with the way that our Father loves and leads us toward this end target that we are together forever with Jesus. Father, as we take this moment and commit, we repent for aiming at other targets. And in this, we commit to you to follow Jesus and how he showed us your love for us and how you led us. And we commit to follow that example and love and lead in our homes. So together, we can be forever with Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, Westside, thanks for sticking with us to the end. We hope that you enjoyed week three of No Days Off. I'm Cassie. And I'm John.